So as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, this is World Mission Sunday. And so World Mission Sunday reminds us of our baptismal call that when you and I were baptized, we were also incorporated into this mission call. A lot of times Christians get to the idea that I just end this to save my own hiney and get myself to heaven. And that's not the case at all. We're called to bring others with us. And I remember in grade school, um, the nuns used to say to us, well, whether you go to heaven or hell, you've got somebody else by the hand. You, don't, you never go alone. So we're all bringing people with us. The question of it is, where are we bringing people? And I think the scripture readings this weekend uh, give us something to think about as we kind of uh, put this together with World Mission Sunday. You know, it's interesting that for many, many years, the United States was the one that was sending missionaries to other countries. Right now, there are over 3,000 African priests serving the United States because we don't have enough priests. We have 10 or 11 in our archdiocese alone. So somehow we haven't gotten this idea about what this mission idea is. And so if we take a look at that and say, how does that apply to my life? What kind of gets in the way? And the scriptures this weekend, I think, give us some great stepping stones for this. In the first reading that we have from the book of Sirach, we hear this. For God is a God of justice who knows no favorites. So one of the first parts about being a missionary is to understand that we're all equal. We're all in this together. God doesn't like anybody any better than anybody else. When we make judgments about other people, about where they're from or what they're like, uh, uh, God doesn't do that. God doesn't have favorites. And so there's a judgment that happens a lot of times with us. We may not say things, but we certainly have attitudes within our hearts, and that affects the way that we treat other people, huh? And so this idea, he says, though not partial toward the weak, he hears the cry of the oppressed, not deaf to the wail of the orphan, nor to the widow when he pours out her complaint. And so one of the things about having a missionary spirit is it's always about looking at who are the marginal, who are on the outside of things, who are the poor, who are the weak, who are the vulnerable, who are the ones that a lot of times we roll our eyes at or the ones that we avoid. I, I'm convicted uh, very much in my own life about the fact, I've used this example before, that I think on, on Judgment Day, you know, we'll be sitting on this thorny little seat and there'll be a big screen that'll drop down and God's going to show us pictures of people that we didn't do anything for that he put in our life. I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced he's not going to say, well, how many masses did you do, John? Or, or how many dovinas did you do? But he's going to say, what about this guy? What about that gal? Who are we taking care of? Who are we? There's a reason those people are in our lives. We don't have to save them. Jesus is the Savior. But if we need to be part of his hands and his feet and his ears and his mouth and his heart. We connect that then with uh, today's gospel, which kind of hits us right between the eyes. So we've got the, the Pharisee and the tax collector. So remember, the Pharisee is the religious right, okay? And the tax collector, remember the tax collector's problem was they screwed people. So they'd get the invoice from the government about what the taxes were, but you made a, the tax collector made a living by extortion. So he would, he would pump up the thing, and everybody knew it, and he got by with that, and that's no wonder they hated him, okay? So both of them showed up to the temple, and the Pharisee goes to the front, and he goes, oh, oh my God, I am so grateful I'm not like all of them. 
greedy, adulterous, and not like that tax collector. I tithe on everything I have. I fast. You know, I'm a great guy. He wasn't justified. Somehow he felt that he needed to tell God how good he was. But there's a line in here that I don't think we, it took me about 25 years before I recognized this. Um, it said he took up, the Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. He wasn't praying to God. He spoke it to himself. Look at me. I'm wonderful. And then you got the tax collector who's barely inside the back door and he goes, oh my God, I am such a sinner. He wouldn't even look up. But the guy up front's making judgments about the guy, not just all of you, but also the one right inside the back door. So it's this idea about, about setting ourselves apart or judging ourselves or thinking that we're, we're so much better than everybody else and that's an easy thing for us to do. But you know, there's a a meme that's on Facebook from time to time that says, be kinder than necessary because everybody's fighting some kind of battle. Oh my God, is that true or not? If you don't know anybody who's struggling, then you need to get out more often because there's a lot of people who are struggling. And so the question becomes, do we make a difference in those people's lives? So... Uh, for example, I have tons of examples, but I was at a gas station uh, last year one time and I had my collar on and everything and so I gave the guy my card or whatever and just once I rolled my fingers on the car, I just went like this. And the kid said, that's really annoying. <laughs> I said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't do it to annoy you. I didn't. So I said, so how are you doing today? Fine. Okay. And tell your face. You know, or I met uh, somebody at the gas pump here a couple days ago, um, who uh, I don't know. Said we said something about the weather, and so I said, "How you doing?" He said, "Well, he, he said pretty good." And and uh, somehow we went from that to the fact that he said, "You know, I've been sober for 110 days right now," and I slapped him on the back and I said, "Wonderful! My dad was sober for 35 years. Congratulations!" I said, call me sometime if you need anything. He goes, can I do that? And I, and I said, here, here's a card. It doesn't have to be a priest to do that, is what I'm saying. But we need to make a difference in the lives of other people to take the time when people are crabby or, or, or the people that everybody else is avoiding, huh? Uh, you look on the caller ID and, oh, I'm not dealing with her today. Okay? It's when we don't have time when we're pressed to the limit, when some one more person asks us to do something, those are the ones. Now, how do we do that? That second reading that we have from Timothy today, uh, unfortunately, we only usually hear it at funerals. So I'm glad that it comes through on the Sunday cycle. Paul says, For I'm already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. And so whatever we do, we go into it and we give it our all. We pour ourselves out, okay? Because we know that all of our, for all of us, our time is limited. It's not a, that's not something to be uh, scrupulous about or paranoid about. It's the truth. It's the truth. We don't know. And then we got this great line. I competed well, finished the race, kept the faith. All we can do is try to do our best and, and ask God to fill in the rest, okay? That's all we can do.
And that's all we are asked to do. But part of that is having that missionary heart. It's not just looking at our own lives and having our own little narrow focus with our finger and our belly button saying, oh, I'm really wonderful, okay? But it's looking at others. It's, it's kind of keeping our, our eyes and our ears open for those who are struggling. I will never forget when we were doing an internship at the State Mental Hospital as part of our training, Father Ed Frost, who was the uh, chaplain there for over 30 years. He was a holy man. He was very wise. And he was talking to us at a conference one day, and he said, you know, if you know somebody's struggling, don't force them to pawn their dignity a second time. Reach out to them. Don't say, well, you know, they never asked me, or she never told me, or something like that. Don't, don't, ask them, don't make them pawn their dignity a second time. Reach out to them. If they don't want to do it at that point in time, that's their decision. But they know you noticed, they know you care, and they know you're open to talking to them about that. That's all that matters. The person may never call you back again, but they can't say, nobody ever reached out to me. I know that somebody knew there was something going on. Lots and lots of experiences. Uh, that I've seen in my own life. Uh, but it, you just need to take a little time to acknowledge other people. So as we go about our busy lives, and that really is the worst four-letter word in the world, <clears throat> as we go uh, about our lives, uh, we need to think about and have our eyes raised up so that we see these people. And sometimes it's us. <laughs> and it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask. But that missionary spirit, you know, above our door here, we're going to put it on the, on the other churches, right above our outside doors, it says you're entering mission territory. Do you ever think about that? When you head out there, this is not to save the saved. We're supposed to go out into this community and around and make a difference in the lives of others. That's what God expects. It's not a nice thing for the committee to do, uh, but it's what we're all called to do. It's mission territory. Mission territory. It's not about making people Catholic. It's about connecting them to Christ. And that happens through the simple everyday things that we do. So as we continue to pray, we, we ask God for the humility, first of all, not to be making judgments about other people like we know what's going on. We don't. We don't. We don't know the whole story. But we're humble enough to know, I know my own story. I know my own cracks and warts. So I can recognize that in others when they're struggling as well. And then we can reach out to them so that there can be some hope and some joy and some peace in their world. Interesting that Jesus uses the tax collector and the Pharisee to remind us about what the main thing is. The main thing is making a difference in the lives of others.